0: That guy's got too much blood on his coat. What's going on, yeah, right. How are you doing, right. buddy?
1: Man, I'm good. I'm good. It's been it's been you a good morning. Out candy? Dude, I never do that. It's, no? I seriously do. I, I turn the lights off, and it's like... You, I, I so, cut- like, okay, the reason
0: why we do hand out candy is because of what everything that Bucky and BK were just saying, like, about getting egged and getting, yeah. uh, you know, toilet papered. You know, you, like... Where I come from, if you didn't hand out candy, that was the price that you paid. Like you were getting oh, torched wow. up. So yeah, like yeah, maybe like yeah. a, a a bag of dog shit on the uh on the front porch <laughs> if you didn't hand. I'm serious, man. Like I was joking around about the Mary Janes, but no, like you have to be known for having the Snickers or having the you know the butterfingers. That way the kids give you the yeah. respect of your reputation. That way they don't have to keep messing with you. They come back and and you know, everything's everything's looking good. They come back next year. No windows are broken, nothing stolen (laughs) off the front patio or front porch. You're good to go. Rodney, about five years ago, I went chasing kids around the neighborhood because of what they did to my window.
1: Is that right, yeah. man? See, we we've not. I mean, I've never had that problem. You know, we we've been lucky. But like I said, since I've been here, and 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 full disclosure, uh, I mean, when the kids were smaller, yes. Um, and and even even at one point, you know, I, I did the whole. You know, I guess I was becoming the old grumpy man. But I did do the whole thing where I put all the shit out by the door, and it's like help yourself but but you know how that goes
0: you don't even stand out there to see the costumes or anything or to make sure that people are just taking two or three pieces of candy you you sit there and just
1: let you know take a handful at a time and get me out of i don't care i don't care it's like take what hey and get this so so you'll love this so the first one of the first one of the first years that was that was revved up that i did koozies that we actually did some badass koozies and stuff i put revved up sports show koozies out by the door and i'm like and I in a box and i'm like adults feel free to take as many as you need you know because i got them in bulk and i'm like hey take these and then advertise my program for crying right. out loud so, anything you're yeah. taking
0: or are they leaving? them oh there? yeah they took them all they took oh, them nice all. right on right on. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and and of course of course you you walk around the neighborhood that's when i was like a runner you go out running around the neighborhood and there's all of your shit laying down there and i'm like that's marketing dollars come on what are we doing here but uh, yeah you know it. Uh, so you are so you overall you were not a fan of trick-or-treat man i never was dude and, and even right. even okay. even when i was a kid so so like the the times that i would trick-or-treat it was like you know when i was playing pop warner football and we get done with with football practice on on halloween night you know because it's during the week and i would go out with my football helmet still and all my shit and i'd go knock on doors and you could put candy in there if you wanted to that so was your I'm-
0: uniform your football helmet
1: Oh yeah, all smelling nasty and shit. Yeah, man, it, it's like I mean, it, it was pretty easy, you know. I dress up like a like a football player. I mean, there were a couple of years. I mean, this past weekend, Tracy and I went to a to a party, and we dressed up. She did some really cool shirts, man. We were serial killers uh, because she's all into to you know all, all of that stuff, which makes me sleep with one eye open at night. Yeah, I was gonna before. say. So, so she gets all these cereal boxes and glues them onto these shirts with knives in them. And oh, uh, I, I mean, they're really, I think she posted it on Facebook today. Uh, it looked really cool. So yeah, I was kind of in the spirit a little bit, but usually know. I do uh, like a Viking or
0: uh-huh. some Norse mythology type of deal. I try and pick one of the Norse gods. I mean, I usually get stuck on Thor shocker, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No, I mean, I th- like, I like to stay in the spirit, dude. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't, I don't, Douse down on candy. Hell, if I want candy, I'll just go to the damn K and buy a, a bag of Micah and Nikes and just tear <laughs> them up. You know what I mean? I uh, but no, I mean, I, for some reason, man, I like to. The, the traditionalist in me still likes to do the whole, uh, you know, Halloween thing. Hell, Rodney, like I take. I, I try and do, you know, Clark W. Griswold and get the family in the car and go looking at Christmas lights and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. maybe. I don't know. Maybe I feel like that's the only way that I can stay connected with my old man or something like that. If I do like the old stuff that he used to do and and stuff like that, the traditional things. Right. Um, But yeah, dude, I I love Halloween. I just hate the hoopla that comes with it. Like I hate, I hate banging. I hate the kids banging on the damn door until like nine 30 or 10 o'clock when there's a damn time limit in in the neighborhood or, or the kids got to be, you know, going to school the next day anyways. And also like one of my biggest pet peeves, if you're in high school, don't be trick or treating. Like I, I better not see you coming to my door if you're in high school, man. If you gotta, if you got hair on your face like I do, you better get the hell off my property, man. Or, or at least you better be chaperoning your little brother and sister around or some shit like that. Because, man, dude, that's a that's a bad look. If you're if you're going around trying to get candy in, in high school for trick or treat, man, just go get three dollars or something. Like I said, go to the K and get some Mike and Ike, man. Let the pageantry of of Halloween be invested into these little kids, dude. So,
1: and. And you know what? I, know, I, I, I think that's one of the things that, that actually kind of sours me a little bit, and has made it worse is that what, that the, it the is teenagers coming around. Yeah, the teenagers. I'm like, come on, man. You know, because, because the kids in the costumes and all that. I mean, that's extremely cute. I, I mean, I love that. I mean, I saw this thing. You would love this. I'm going to send it to you. There was a kid this morning. What I saw is, on Twitter. What,
0: uh, this just caught my 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 eye. What is going on here?
1: Friday. Friday
0: for, free weed. Is that is that real?
1: Is that for is Halloween? Hmm. Huh.
0: You know. As a is that a covert, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, as, covert. As a, as a guy that is a veteran, if I was not in Texas, I would be allotted thirty three grams a, a a month. Can you huh. believe that? I would wow. be allotted given given yeah. thirty three grams a month. That's if crazy. I was not in this state. If I was somewhere else. If I was in a a medical state.
1: Welcome to Texas, brother. That, that's how we roll around here. <laughs>
0: but hey, but you yeah. know something. Everything else is fantastic here for veterans. I mean, that is that is my only gripe is that I don't get free wheat.
1: Yeah. Somehow, well, I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, my, what's up, my dad, Sal?
0: How are you, Rue, What's going on, brother? Jake, my, my guy, how are you?
1: My dad, a Vietnam veteran. And, I mean, they take extremely great care of him. Um, and he had an incident a couple of years ago, and and they they had him healed up and mended and took care of everything. Um, no worries, nothing. It, the it was VA never did? what's that?
0: The VA did.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. They, well, he, he wasn't able, he wasn't able to
0: hardly get an appointment into the damn
1: VA. Oh man. He wasn't able to, and seriously, Wags, it took him, it took him probably 10 years to be able to get the VA thing all done. But fortunately it happened as he got a little bit older and then things happen. And, um, thank you, Sal, very much. Um, and, and all the veterans, I mean, all the veterans, but, um, it was, um, yeah. It was never a concern. Um, he didn't go to the VA when the incident happened. He he went right. to, to uh, and I always have a great uh, heartfelt spot for the folks over at uh, Seton uh, in Buda, Kyle. Uh, they, they just did an amazing job with him. But the VA's like, don't worry about anything. You, well, that's you just awesome,
0: get man. better. It's, um, it's, it's, if you can get care into the VA, they take care no, of you, man. But it's just hard to get a damn hard. appointment. It, and of it, course, man, you know, the Vietnam veterans, dude, they paved the way for everybody, dude. They were thrown, you know, shit was thrown at and, they endured a lot not just overseas but when they got back here too uh, they are pioneers man they absolutely uh, you know led the way for for most of us for for all the veterans man at least getting us uh getting us our dues you know what i mean getting us you know better care and and getting taken care of all right hey man you know what we talked about trick or treating we got some other tricks and treats around in sports how about in the nba are you trick or trick or treating the fact that the clippers just kind of went and got a bag
1: with James Harden and PJ Tucker. Huh? Did you, you know, see this thing
0: go down? Did you hear I from Roach? It.
1: I saw it. Yeah, you know, Jay, I don't know, man. James Harden. I'm just tired of his shit. You know and mean? that's and that's what I want to
0: ask too, right? Like, so here's the deal that went down, right? The 76ers traded James Harden and PJ Tucker and Petrusive for uh to the Clippers for Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, and KJ Martin uh Jr. or Kenny Martin Jr. Um and a 2028 unprotected first-round and second-round picks for 2029 pick swap and an additional first-round pick that will be routed from the third team, sources are told by ESPN. Huge deal. I want to ask you who are the bigger winners or losers in this deal. Um, I, I think I think the M.O. is out on Harden. Like I'm not even sure why you're trading for Harden because you know that he really doesn't have a championship mindset, right? Like almost the, or or at least the the past two stops that he's been at has been detrimental to the team yeah. that he's been surrounded by. So he yeah. actually is. I don't want to call him cancerous to a locker room. He's still one hell of a scorer, but he's not the the MVP scorer that he was three or four years ago. Um, you're you're coupling him back up with Russell Westbrook now, who, by the way, like with this trade, he probably doesn't even start. He probably comes off the bench. I, I, I'd be interested to see what the five the starting five is going to be for LA but i can't see Westbrook Harden no and George all on the all on the floor starting at the same time i'm one of i'm i'm assuming i'm assuming Westbrook comes off the bench i'm that's just where i'm at but still well, and that's with and that's, that like James Harden doesn't James Harden doesn't give you championship Winning material, and and I believe that that's where the damn Clippers are at right now. Like they have, there, there's windows small as hell. Um, you you know, PJ Tucker or excuse me, uh, um, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard aren't getting any younger. No, I mean, no, I don't know. You got to you got (laughs) to bolster up your your roster, but I think they gave away too many good pieces.
1: I think so too, and and I mean you, I mean. When you said cancer in the locker room I mean there's a thing I mean and and we we've, we've seen this so many different times before I mean here he is and, and and I thought it was hilarious that uh you know he's ready to make the road trip and Philadelphia's like man forget your ass you ain't getting on the charter you know it's like dude that that's what you get and and with with the trade right there I mean uh, you know he's going to be happy for a little bit and then here we go again yeah, he'll be happy for about a year maybe or yeah, or or half the season and, and you talk Something about
0: yeah. and it'll be it'll be cancerous, but he's going to yeah. work with Ty, Ty Lue, right? Ty Lu's a one hell of a coach, uh, one of the better coaches in the association right now. You'd, you'd like to think that if anybody's going to get the most out of James Harden, it could potentially yeah. be Ty yeah. Lue. Ty yeah, Lue being a guard true. as well understands the flow of play that James Harden gets. My, my only thing, Rodney, is I just don't think that he's got the championship mindset. I think no. it's a, he's a me first type of dude. He, he, he's always him. been a me first type of dude. Yes. He's never been he's never been vested in or he never. In public, has sat there and said, "I'm here to bring that, uh, bring you a championship." It's usually, "I'm gonna get mine and go get it's some." Happen wing. for
1: me, yeah, yeah and, exactly, and that's, dude. That's like, that's like, just how James Harden is, man. And like what you're talking about right there, Wags, probably going to come off, probably going to come off the bench and and, and that's going to work out fine. But then it's going to be well, one Harden day. Will
0: start. Harden, Harden will start, but Westbrook will come off the bench.
1: Right, right. But but then at some point when you start altering that lineup, I mean, and again, Ty, Ty Lu, I mean, you said it right there because that's so much of it is you got to get somebody in there that's going to take care of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, he's getting I'm spot. sure he has. I'm he's sure he has. Cuz Lord knows he's a Houston legend. Uh when you got a picture of yourself up in one of those establishments you're obviously doing something, right? But that that's a whole thing and and you said that to where and this is here we go. Th- this is one of the problems that I do have with the NBA. That you see this so much especially with the super teams and when you start trying to mesh all these egos together is that you get in the NBA that you do have a lot of this where it's like me. Me, 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 and you know, as as a Spurs fan, you know, with Kawhi, it's like when he's like, I, I, I've never figured out, you know, if I, if I had a real, if if I called BK tomorrow and said, look, I just don't want to work. Why? I, I just, I just don't want to. I mean, what usually happens in those cases? You're fired. You get fired, and you, you, mean, need- you get replaced. Yeah, th- these guys do this and, and the NBA is just a circle of, you know, here we are at the NFL trade deadline and everything's so complicated. And NBA, it's just you know, all these moving parts and pieces all the time. And it's like, geez, Louise, come well, usually, on. Usually, I mean,
0: you gotta make a trade. If you don't have a big three, then you need to make a trade to get your big three just so you can compete with the uh with the arms race in the in the NBA, mm-hmm. right? Like almost everybody is trading to get the big three. And if you don't have one, you're not gonna be in the top four uh at the end of the year, man. You're just not. That's usually I mean, you can look at Denver like who's Denver's big three. I mean, it's just it's Joker, Joker and Joker. You know what I mean? I mean, they're, they're just a, an anomaly of a team. I'm, I'm joking about that. Clearly, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Clear, yeah. Denver's Like Denver's got some of the best pieces all around with Murray and and how Porter Jr. You know, emerging as well. So I wouldn't go as far as calling them a big three, but they have so many pieces that they can mm-hmm. just put out there on the floor that that superstars just for some reason can't be, I mean, look at LA. I don't want to sit there and call LA, you know, star studded or whatever, but when you got a LeBron led team and you struggle to find some type of, of vulnerability with,
1: yeah, you you know what
0: I mean? Like it's, it goes to give testaments to the opposition that you're playing against. And then when you're, you know, you're battling a Jimmy Butler led team, dude, it Denver's pretty damn tough. And and for me, like, I, I don't, I don't think any moves that are being made right now is going to be able to topple Denver. Like, no, that like that's no. that's what the Clippers need to be asking. Like, bringing Harden and PJ Tucker over here, does this get us past Denver? Hell, I don't even yeah. think it gets you past the Lakers.
1: No, I, I don't think so. And that's and that's one of the things I think the problem with with the NBA is it is it yeah. you know we, right we here Denver's fourth best player is still better than anyone else. That's right. That's right. You know, and that's where you get, I mean, you have a superstar, you have a superstar in the NBA that's leading a team. You you have to have a supporting cast. I don't think anybody wants to be called the supporting cast. And and I think that's part of the problem why you can't mess these teams together where where you try to get and 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 honestly for me, Wags, this is why I think even though a lot of people are frowning on this World Series with the way that this is all shaking itself out that's why I think it's totally the opposite of the NBA because you're talking about an Arizona team where it's like, who the fuck are all these guys? And then you've got a Texas team, you know, that, that that, it's not, it's not the Dodgers. It's not the Braves. It's not the Astros. It's not, it's not all of that, uh, super team. It's not money ball. It's it's put together. right, Right. This is, this is homegrown. I mean, even though they've both done it in different ways. And I think to me, that's the most intriguing reason that I'm so fired up about this world series.
0: Right on. We'll get to the World Series in a minute. I just wanted to touch mm-hmm. a little bit more yeah, on no, the no, NBA no. stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, you know, I asked you who the biggest uh, biggest winners, the biggest losers is of this trade. And I, I mean, my God, I think, you know, the biggest winner probably is Nick Nurse, right? Who for Philadelphia, um, the head coach of the 76ers, who doesn't have to deal with James Harden now. But also to that fact, it's probably Joel Embiid who, I mean, you want to talk about having a window of success right now, or a window of opportunity for the Clippers? What ab- I mean, what about the Sixers here? I mean, of course, mm-hmm. you know, the emergence of Maxi has been phenomenal. Like Maxi is playing lights out, and he's going to be one hell of a star. You could see this a couple of years ago when he was coming off the bench in spell of yeah. of James Harden. Now it's his showcase, right? It's his floor. I think it's going to be a really good one-two dominance with a. Uh, or a one-two punch with, with Joel Embiid. I just think you know, if you're Embiid, I mean you got to get at least a couple more supporting pieces around here. You can't even beat Boston. If you can't beat
1: Boston, how are you gonna get to the West? That's right. That's right. And and I think, I mean, seriously. And now you winner, got to, oh,
0: excuse me, by the way, you got okay. the Bucks now who just yeah. brought in Damian Lillard. And to touch on your point, Rodney, where you were talking about how like these guys are always looking to go to the next the next stepping stage, uh you know, to to get hardware or whatever. That's the problem with this whole situation. Harden's not trying to get hardware. He's just trying to get out of the situation and better himself, right? At least Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard yeah. was, was chasing a championship, was chasing a chip.
1: Yeah. What the hell is Harden doing?
0: Except yeah. for playing for himself, and that's all yeah. I got.
1: We, we were talking yesterday about uh, about um, Malik Murphy's team rallying around him. You know, like, the total opposite happens over here. And, and these guys where it's like, you know, I don't want to play here anymore. I want to go play for Brooklyn. Or I want to go play for the Clippers. And, and, man, this ain't, I mean, this ain't the home run derby. Don't be calling your shot. Right. I mean, that that's the shit right there that, that, that drives me crazy. And, and seriously, to answer your question in a very long-winded way, Philadelphia is the winner. If you've ever been in a toxic relationship and then finally there's closure that's put on it i think that's what's happening with that philadelphia organization right now where it's like oh he's gone we you don't really have to deal with it. that and i think even with that you take a little bit of a loss to get yourself out of that situation and 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 i think that that's going to be the biggest thing that we see where where philadelphia i mean they addition by it. subtraction addition that by subtraction brother that is it right
0: there uh jake you hit the nail on the head right here sorry that your team has jordan Poole. uh yeah <laughs> you know, shocker, uh, Jordan Poole is the next James Harden. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan mm-hmm. Poole will be get, – he'll get his bag, right? He'll, he'll get, you know, 35 a night, 40 a night, and look like the MVP, you know, the scoring MVP of the league. Um, But nothing will come out of this. Uh, and, again, I think I said this in the preseason, with the move of, jo- you know, of Jordan Poole going to Washington. Like, mm-hmm. that's all Washington. Ha- I mean, what, you got Kuzma? That's all – but Washington has a guard now that's going to get up you know, 25 to 30 shots a game. So yeah.
1: yeah. And he's and gonna be
0: one of the he's gonna be one of the league leading scorers, that's for sure, but to no avail. I mean, look at Bradley if Bradley Beal can't put it together, then then Jordan Poole's not gonna be putting it together. Yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit about your Monday night football here. We had the fighting Dan Campbell's uh in action last night up against the uh McDaniel Raiders. So uh dude. Like, I, I I really don't know what to think about the Raiders here. I'd like to think that, you know, sometimes they start to get the ship right. Uh, you got one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Um, how long does that last? You know, he's got a big purse on him. It's trick-or-treat trade lead deadline today. Nothing really happened for him uh, last night in the Monday night game. I mean, it was lethargic. On and He all, was pissed.
1: He was pissed. Yeah,
0: bad. He wants out. I mean, and of course, you know, he's been at, uh, asked questions already. He said he's happy here. He's not even thinking about what's going on in Vegas of course that's good player talk rodney but you'd like to think that he's got to be he's got to be thinking that his land landscape's got to be shifting somewhere he's too big of a piece not to get any return on investment
1: yeah, you you. I mean, the the Raiders say that he's absolutely not going anywhere. Uh, I mean, we saw that. But I mean, you got to think for him, it's like, okay, they sold me a bill of goods here because I came here. I, I mean, I, I think a big part of that was well, and, and got, and Derek I,
0: Carr was there when he first I, came. He,
1: that's that I he think was that was tremendous a tremendous
0: step back going, right. going with Jimmy GQ. Like, yes. don't get me wrong, like Jimmy GQ is a formidable quarterback. He's just not a top. T- he's not even a tier two quarterback, Rodney. He's a yeah. game manager.
1: Yeah, and that was a big. I think that was a big influence on him going to the Raiders as he wanted to play with Derek Carr. There was a relationship right there. Uh, Derek Carr was the one selling him. I mean, he was the one that courted him and, and wanted to get there. And, and then, boom, your dude's gone. And, and then you watch what the Raiders are doing last night, and, and, and he is obviously frustrated and pissed and disappointed, and, and he's ready to get out of there. I mean, I don't know what Mark Davis and this bunch are going to are gonna do with this. So they've got till 4 o'clock Eastern uh, to figure out what's going to happen here. I mean, we've seen the Cowboys as a possible landing spot and different places to move around. I was talking to somebody last night. And they're like, well, hell, maybe he'll go back to Green Bay and uh, to help Jordan Love. He needs all the help. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know about that one. But it, it's, it, it really is a damn shame that you've got that horse in the stall right there, and you're not able to utilize that dude. And yeah, Schubert, like we saw last Schubert night, there's
0: no, no chance in hell that Devonte Adams gets traded no chance in hell that is the reports coming from Schefter about 20 minutes ago raiders are saying he's staying foot of course we have until the end of the day here rodney to break this down um go ahead double r what were you saying sorry about that sir
1: no no just that exactly right there i mean it was i mean i think and i think jake jake's got it right here i mean this is exactly right jake uh the, the right there when when you get Josh McDaniel in there and of course that and you hear that all now that that's a been a looming question from the time he was hired up until last night it's like I mean is this dude head coach material and obviously not the first time that that, uh, that that's been a question but it's just I thought he failed at
0: Denver too so
1: oh absolutely and now you've got a you've got a disgruntled superstar um that I mean what if the the, the mindset of him right now what are you going to get out of this dude for the rest of the year? So, I mean, I think if you're the Raiders, I mean, you, you do find a way to shop him around and, and maybe make a move and and start building forward. I, I mean, start stocking shit up to help you down the road because um, you are obviously not in a good spot if you're the Las Vegas Raiders.
0: And other news around the NFL landscapes, the New York, they might be giants. Uh, they're all pro Defensive lineman Leonard Williams was sent to uh, Seattle on a trade Monday. Uh, Seattle sends over a 2024 second round pick and a 2025 fifth round pick to the Giants. Um, so the Giants are doing a fire sale already. We kind of knew this. Uh, this is what happens when you invest your money poorly into your roster and don't allow um, any type of uh, decency to be built or consistency. Um to be built around your lineup to be built around your roster there, and now you know, just goes to show you uh, knee jerk reaction, shock, and all you, you're starting to ship people out. Um, could I be seeing one Saquon Barkley be pawned off of the New York Giants? There's a lot of bell cow running backs that are needed in this NFL, of course. Now, today, you need more than just a bell cow, you need mm-hmm. um, you need a two headed uh, two headed hydra, or or you know, at least a change of pace there in your backfield. You're seeing a little bit of, of the demise from it in the Dallas backfield without one Zeke Elliott, who didn't, you know, people thought that the product the productivity uh was down on Zeke Elliott, but also, you know, now you're seeing the lack of productivity with Tony Pollard and not having a good dominant one-two combination or a tandem there. That's why I think most of these NFL teams will look to will look to bolster their backfield just a little bit more and and try and go with more of a, a two running back slate instead of just a one uh bell cow running back derrick henry we talked about the rumors about him being on the move i'd love to see where he ends up my chance my thoughts is that he's going to be in cleveland like for some reason i thought it was going to be baltimore at the beginning of or at the beginning of last uh last week nah man i'm i got a pulse on cleveland now man i think cleveland are buyers uh which brings me to my next question to you rodney in this part of the segment Uh, before we get we'll talk about covert and and our friends there um Mm -hmm. But I want to ask you, who are buyers and sellers at the NFL trade deadline? today uh, but before we get into that let's talk about our friends
1: yeah let's talk about Covert uh, and of course we do invite you out uh, on Friday Lifetime Longhorn Heisman Trophy winner Ricky Williams uh, will be on site right there uh, with Texas Sports Unfiltered and that uh, I mean just a great free lunch uh, Q&A autographs all of that cool stuff uh, there with my man Rio Don uh, I mean what a what a great uh, I mean what a great time to, to be a Longhorn fan you know with a team that, that is doing really good things and, and here comes Ricky coming back he's going to be honored over at the State stadium, uh, you know, in, in, a, in a national, nationally televised big noon game. Um, and that'll be at Covert B Cave. Go check that out. Uh, right there, out 71, 42 acres of just beautiful hill country landscape out there. Three state-of-the-art dealerships, seven different brands of vehicles out there, new and pre-owned, Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, uh, the Chryslers, Dodge, Jeep, and Rams, uh, the Fords and the Chevrolets. You can get them out our way uh, in Hutto. And then uh, out off 183, Research Boulevard, as they call it uh, in the old days, uh, the Fords and the Lincolns and covert b cave they service all makes and models of those vehicles for you doesn't matter if you buy a car in Hutto or if you go to austin and you buy one over there if you want to make uh, covert b cave your dealership that's going to service your vehicle uh, they'll do it and they'll do it in a timely manner because i got 86 service bays top quality mechanics they're going to get you set up and get you out the door and not keep you there all day covert weekly specials new pre-owned the inventory is tremendous right now uh I know I've had a lot of folks that reach out to me it's like well what about this uh auto worker strike and all this stuff and and different things like that it's like you don't have to worry about inventory with the covert b cave organization because they're going to have you covered covert go check them out the coverts since 1909 serving in Central Texas families of families and families of families it's that long the relationship nobody beats a covert deal not now and sure as hell not ever go see us on Friday Friday with Ricky Williams at Cobert BK.
0: And of course, you guys know the drill. If you're watching the World Series or Monday Night Football, any type of other football or sports, basketball is big, you know, hot right now. Of course, you know, the, the NHL, the pucks just dropped for the ice, so the melt the ice is going to be melting here shortly. You got to be watching it with audiovisual consultations. 512. 512- 255-8678 make sure you're giving them a call today As a matter of fact i got the crew coming over to, to boost up my wi-fi for downstairs that way i can get more of a clearer picture and crisper picture when i'm streaming uh below deck and and all you know my other uh wives you know real wives of, of real housewives all of your other wives damn, yeah real housewives <laughs> of any damn city <laughs> in the city in the, in the Americas. there my guy Um, But, yeah, you can watch any type of sports with audiovisual consultations, 512-255-8678. Make sure you're getting the display that you need. I have two flat screen televisions, 4K style, 4K quality in my man cave. Make sure that you give them a call today to get upgraded. 512-255-8678 or go to the website at abconsultations.com. All right, my guy. Uh, we'll get back into a little bit of the NFL landscape as we check back in on this. But we got to talk a little bit about the World Series, man. Hmm. Oh, Rangers, baby. Out in front, two games to one here. How about it, dude? Gray coming in spell last night for Mad Max, looking fantastic. When Gray's firing like that, Boch, the advantage goes to Boach here, my guy. And here's why.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, don't uh, now look. I know that the Snakes have some decent arms, but besides Galen, man, honestly, I thought the bullpen had more of an advantage to uh, uh to the Rangers going into this, and couple that with you know their offensive firepower that they have, you know, being the one of the third or top five. Um, offensive teams coming into this postseason, they're still staying hot. And by the way, uh, Seager is starting to find the bat. Now, we got to see what's going down with Garcia here. There's a little bit of scare for your Texas Rangers, but goodness, man, I, I know there's no momentum going into the next game, but after giving up BP to the Snakes two games yeah. ago or in game two, coming back and, and winning in a pretty pretty decent fashion, I mean, still it was three only three to one, but looked pretty damn dominant uh, almost all night. The arms looked pretty sharp. Uh, For Texas.
1: And 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 that's you know Adolis Garcia. I mean, I think that's going to be the thing that we're going to be monitoring throughout the day. I mean, it, it's two stories that will be. If you're a sports dude, you're going to be tracking the NFL trade deadline and what's going on with Adolis Garcia because that's such a huge part uh, of of what the Rangers have done. You know, in the in the, post-season. the best story in
0: baseball, Rodney. Oh,
1: no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And uh, I mean, w- what happens with that? But again, I mean, just the Rangers, the Rangers' prowess to win games on the road. I mean, you you see that once again and here's an opportunity for them just like we talked about with Houston you know if I mean here's a stretch right here where you can you can firmly put yourself in command of this series if you pick one up tonight and it, and, and a little bit of a bullpen game tonight I guess is what what we could call this one if you really want to call that but you know the other thing you were talking about uh, about Mad Max I mean Scherzer uh, I, I think he just needs to be done I mean I, I don't know I said it's going go to go to down
0: for the rest of the season Absolutely. You Don't try and roll him out for game seven if you have Absolutely.
1: to. No, I don't think so. No, not in game seven. I mean, you know, you're not. I mean, that's the only time. That's the only time that, that he could come back, Rodney. Yeah. I mean, if anything, I mean, if, if anything, you put him in the pen. And I, for one, have thought that even. In oh, the yeah. Astros I would roll him series, out
0: as a starter. I would not roll him out as a starter. No, for game seven.
1: no, no. See, I, I thought that he would have been better utilized in the Astro series. And this one as, you know, give me an inning. Give me an inning and two thirds. I mean, mm-hmm. something like that. And, and that's, there you go, Jake. And, and that's Painting the thing with him system, coming out. T- yeah. With, with him coming out tonight, it's like, okay, if these Arizona bats come alive, um, is this a throwaway game? Are you content with being at two and two? Um, and that's what we're going to find out tonight because it, this is a pivotal game right here. Cause this, this is going to, obviously, this is stupid to say captain. Obvious. it's going to set the tone for the rest of the series, but Texas that win last night, dude, that's
0: massive. Texas still has not lost on the road all no, postseason long. They um, do they keep it going here again? Um, we'll be monitoring the health uh, for uh, uh, for Garcia here, but I mean that's the story of the postseason. You know, now that the lumber's starting to come alive with with Seager here, you'd like to think if you could keep Garcia in this lineup, then you know the Texas Ranger offense is complete again, right? It's back. Mm-hmm. The you know Simeon starting to get going again in the, in the one hole. My God, that you know the. The entire one through nine is starting to get dangerous again. It's starting to look like a top five offense. Um, yeah, without man, without Garcia, it's going to be tough, dude. And of course, you know, you look at the Snakes and the Diamondbacks have, you know, basically their their comparison to Garcia with Walker. Like Walker's having Christian Walker's having one hell of a, a postseason as well, man. I think he's got numbers that are very comparable, very uh, very. Very similar to Garcia. I don't know how I don't know how similar they are, but I'm pretty sure they're around the same. I was looking at the numbers two nights ago, man, and they look pretty damn, pretty damn comparable. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. Walker brings a great, uh, you know, a great, you know, piece of lumber to the lineup as well. Um, hell, I mean, what can you say? Fam, Fam's been been phenomenal for uh for the Snakes as well, man. And then Cattell Marte, probably one of the best in the business oh, to do yeah. it. Um, and and of course the the NL Rookie of the Year, uh, Corbin Carroll. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's a great series, like we talked about, man. It's going to be going back and forth. I think the Rangers do it though. I think the Rangers stay stay firm, you know, regardless of uh, you know of of the health of Garcia or yeah. whatnot. I think the Rangers go out here and take Game Four.
1: Well, and, and and I'll tell you what's what's been really great to watch. And I mean, we saw it last night in the eighth inning with that six four three double play on the, uh, you know, with Corey Seager uh, making that amazing grab right there. I mean, that fastball was just flying, and uh, you know, flying in velocity. Um, I mean, with plays like that, I mean, the defense has just been really good. And and that, and that's a whole thing to be able to shut down those guys that you're talking about with with Marte and um, this is a this is a snakes offense that came in and they were doing really I mean we saw it in game two I mean they 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 were just jacking you know uh, what they were doing right there but I mean I, I think that this defense is really taking care of business tonight and and I think if if Texas can win tonight dude series is over series is over if they win oh
0: tonight. Uh, I don't I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far as – I don't think anything's over in this postseason anymore, man. I think it's been wow. one hell of a a, a wild ride. Um, what do you think Boach does with the lineup, though, if Garcia does not get rolled out there? Do you think Young comes man. up? Do you think Young Young bumps up into the 3, 4, uh, 3, 5, or 6?
1: Man, I think you have to. And that's – man, if you're Bruce Boachy last night, how'd you sleep? Uh, you know, you get, a, you get that one. He, right he
0: probably slept with a bottle next to him.
1: I'm sure he probably did, but uh, I, I mean, I think you have to do that. I mean, to bolster that offense, man, because that is a huge hole that you have right there to try to fill. the The production of what this dude's been able to do, and and that's, I mean, I, I, I'm, what what is a side pain, right? Because because he he swung and then he kind of slumped over a little bit. I, I don't know if it's a, some sort of strain here um, in the side. I mean, that that's going to be tough to play through, man that's going to be real tough to play through. And, and there's, there's not any updates yet, which I think is kind of weird. So uh, this may be one of those game time decisions, but I mean, it would only, I think with what he's done here in the playoffs, you talk about the most electrifying guy in the playoffs. It only makes sense that he comes out and, and, and you know, plays in miraculous fashion tonight, but um, man, that, that's something right there. How do you maneuver that offense? Cause man, that, that's a huge loss. I'd like to
0: think, like to think that young probably jumps up and plays, you know, and probably the six hole, at least, um, you can't you can't keep him in the back of the order if you're if you're missing lumber like uh like Garcia's in your lineup. Yeah. So you gotta make some type of adjustment. That's where I think Boach will go. Maybe I mean Carter as fast as he is, uh with the confidence that he is now. I mean, maybe you put him towards the back of the the back of the lineup. That way you can that way you can turn that roster over or turn that lineup over a little bit easier at the at you know, towards the back part of the nine or the back three. That's just when and you still keep speed on the base pass yeah. as well if you yeah. can if you can get it flipped that that's i mean hell i is a better strategist in baseball than i am of course i'm just going through some of the scenarios that i can see in my head uh without you know your your best hitter in your lineup essentially man or or, or the hottest hitter in your lineup right now seager's probably your best all-around hitter i think but my god the most power and pop in that lineup is gone so far so yeah or, or yeah. until garcia gets back let's uh well we're still keeping an eye on the nfl gridiron here but let's go to the college gridiron and Hear a little bit of sounder from Sarkisian, um, talking about you know a little bit of uh, a little bit of his sounder on his team, you know, getting ready for Kansas State. Rodney, uh, what what are some of the adjustments you think we'll have to make going into this game? Then we dealt with going up against the BYU Cougars, who brought a formidable a formidable defense. However, we were still able to put up 35 points on him getting a lot of help from you know special teams and a great defensive outing from our our championship caliber play of that defense on Saturday.
1: Be curious to see uh, w- what you do with this because you've got—I uh, mean—you've got a dual quarterback system right here. You've, you've got two guys, um, differentiating styles, but at the same time, if you look at Avery Johnson, I mean, yeah, you think of that dude as a runner. If he's inserted into the ball game, you can't just focus on him as the runner because he has the ability to do—you know—the same shit the other dude does. Right. So I, I think that's going to be something to watch this week, to where it's like it, it is one thing. You know, when we talk about uh, you know wildcat packages and all these different things, when a guy comes in, it's like. Like, well, that's not necessarily the case right here. I mean, the Texas defense looked tremendous uh, against BYU. They looked, uh, they, they played with the aggressiveness and the tenacity uh, that we want them to play with. But again, that was not this group that's coming in here. And look, man, this Kansas State group that's coming in here. I mean, I heard the guys talking this morning, talking about who's best in the in the in the Big 12 and so forth. I mean, you put this group right up at the top, man, because they're they're doing exactly what they did last yeah, year. You Wax. can't
0: not mention them, they're right?
1: Doing, yeah, this is this is exactly what happened last year. I mean, you have a you have a tough non-conference loss. I mean, but here here they are right now. They're coming into Austin, dude. And and, and these these dudes are hitting their stride right now as they come into Austin.
0: And maybe Maybe it's just because we saw this kid play, but I did not think that Kansas State would be as as powerful or or of a powerhouse as they were without Deuce Vaughn. Like, I thought they would nope. be taking the step back for sure on their offensive front. Um, defense is still there for Kansas State. Uh, however, you know, you touched on that two-quarterback system for Kansas State. Let's talk about what the Wildcats do there. Um with their two quarterback. Play.
2: You know, th- their scheme really doesn't change, you know, and, and they're both really good players. Obviously Howard has a ton of experience. Uh, he played against us, shoot, three years ago here and started against us. Um, the the young kid is, is new to it, but in the end they're still running their same stuff, a little bit different style. Howard definitely has the long speed. We saw that. The, the freshman, he is really quick and, and dynamic with the ball in his hands. So mm-hmm. you kind of get a lot of the same plays and the passing concepts and things. And um, But they do roll them. And then what they kind of, it feels like they're doing is who's the hot hand. And when a guy starts getting hot, that's who they, they kind of roll with. And obviously last week it was pretty much exclusively Howard. That doesn't mean that this game's going to go the exact same way. I think they get a feel for how the game is going.
0: Hmm. Where do you think they go? How do you think PK preps for the two quarterback system there? You heard about Sarkeesian talk about who's got the hot hand. Well, hell Rodney, you got to be able to scheme for more than just the hot hand.
1: That's that's the whole thing. I mean, that's that's gonna be the the really cool thing to, to see is is how you scheme for this. I mean, because you don't know you don't know which one is going to get the hot hand. And 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 like I keep going back to I think that where the similarities of them um you know, with with Will Howard, like you talk about right there. I mean, is that going to be the dude that comes out? And and I mean, I mean, he's had success over a long time. He's another one of these guys where it's like, man, how long has this dude been around? I mean, he's still there. <laughs> um, I think Howard
0: will be the shell, and yeah. then they'll the, Howard will probably get three fourths of the snaps. I'm pretty sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think that that's, that's a dude that you obviously roll with. I mean, for one thing, like we're talking about experience. Uh, I mean, this is a dude that, that I mean, it's going to be a hostile environment. I mean, you're, the place is going to be on fire. It's going to be electric. It's going to be the the eyes of the country that are going to be watching this big game, you know, Fox big game, noon thing, whatever they call it. So, uh, I mean, here you big go. You've got Friday. big noon. Why can I ever get that shit? I don't right? know. I, I, I don't I've know. got it right. Big Noon Saturday, so I mean that that's going to be the case right there. But but that's a whole thing. I've watched some of the, what Kansas State does is is they do. They'll just flip it that quick. And I'll tell you what's impressive right here um, is is that a two quarterback system is is really tough to to master and to be able to work effectively. But um, Mr. Coach right here has done a hell of a job doing this right here because this is one of the this is one of the few times that I've seen it. You know, in the recent past where, where it's worked effectively and i mean these guys are blowing opponents out of the water man 41 to nothing yeah 40 41, i mean their, three.
0: Their, their offense is is yeah. pretty damn powerful there i mean 41 yeah. nothing against houston then i think they put up another 40 burger on tcu, on TCU uh, i don't know yeah. what tcu scored on them. um but again it, it goes or what did yes yeah, tcu only put up three you know what i mean three. so yeah The past two weeks, they've held their opposition to six points. Let's hear from Sarkeesian what Kansas State does well on defense.
2: Uh, You know, I think they they play well together. Um, I think they play as a team. Um, I think they've got a good scheme. They're very aggressive. They, they, you know, it's hard to stay on double teams. They get you off of double teams at the line of scrimmage. The linebackers are downhill players. They're good tacklers, good tacklers in the secondary. and then they force third longs. And when the when majority of your third downs are third and nine-plus, uh, then they're able to to play coverage and rush the passer and get off the field. So um, I, I think it's really critical uh, in this game that uh, you know, we, we've got to win on first down. Um, but yep. but we got to get back to playing our brand of football, and that's a physical brand of football uh, and being detail-oriented and execute. So –
0: they you know they, they force a lot of third and longs, and what he said, right? But how they do that is they you know clearly they win the battle on first and second down, right? They have a tremendous run defense of that just a little bit over the century mark is what they allow. I think it's like 109 uh per week, but still, man. Um pretty pretty primi- pretty comparable to the Longhorns mm-hmm. rush defense, right? Where this team can get got is through the air. Uh, I think you still establish, you know, establish. Good confidence with Malik Murphy here, right? Sarkeesian, you know he's got a, starting to get a, a better pulse, a better vibe with uh, with Malik, uh, excuse me, um, with Malik Murphy here. Uh, I think the best way to go out and do that, Rodney, is what we talked about almost every damn uh, week here on this. Lean on that load of ass, like we were talking about yesterday, man. Allow Jonathan Brooks to eat up, okay, twenty plus carries at least, and then yeah. have your throw predicated off of your run that looks like they are vulnerable on defense through the air, you can get them by having those linebackers core creep up just a little bit more. And then all, Oh, by the way, hit them in that no zone that I've been talking about, right? You have Whittington and you have Sanders that can get behind the linebackers in front of that secondary. You can eat that up. That's 15 yards a pop right there. That's something that Oklahoma does very well. They hit their hitches, right? Hitch a 10 yard, 10-yard hitches, 10-yard outs, they take what's open in the middle of the field. Usually, the middle of the field has been wide open in the past three or four weeks. Why not we note, let's take notice of that, right, and exploit that, use that to our advantage, and go win this damn game.
1: Yeah, that that's the thing. Get get the linebackers to crash down. And and you do that by establishing the running game. Don't don't worry about the outside. I mean wide receiver screens and all this shit. Yeah, I mean run them naturally.
0: That that will be open naturally.
1: That will open up. That will open up if you establish if you establish the perimeter and you establish the alleys and all that. That that's going to open itself up. But man, I really what he's talking about right there, I mean if you're looking at this, what 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 Kansas State does extremely well, he talked about it, is a force third and long, and that's what you don't want to put your 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 quarterback in his second start. You don't want to put him in that situation, and it does go back to and, – and this is – Wags, I, I think you and I are probably the uh, – I think everybody on here, but I think you and I seem to be the ones that were always – lean on the running game just utilize the running game you you control the line of scrimmage you have an offensive line that that is improving i mean it's that they can control the line of scrimmage do that get ahead of the change man give me give me second and four give me second and three i mean when you start getting into these third and nines and third and tens and all this what is that going to do that's going to put a lot of pressure on this quarterback that that middle is not going to be open as easily as it is with the scenarios that we're talking about, and that seems when we start going to the, to the to the you know trying to get to the edge and doing all these outside things and jet sweeps and all this silly shit, it's like that you're doing making- on
0: fourth down that you're doing on uh, goal line situations and failing. So you know we, yeah, exactly. we need to improve on that, and we'll hear from Sarkeesian on what the team should or what he thinks he feels the team should be improving on. Um, but for for me, Rodney, it, it's what you were talking about, man. You got there, and and if you continue to run the ball, you take time off the clock, you establish. Uh, time of possession and what were we talking about um you know one being one of our best pieces coming in, in in the preseason right not just the quarterback room but it's the first time that the entire line has been returned as one unit right okay let's utilize that all right let's lean on these hog mollies and in and, and get what you know we're, we're already shown dominance on on the rushing uh on the rushing side of the ball we get over 100 yards of pop Let's continue to do that with Jonathan Brooks. I would love to see Jonathan Brooks come in here, get over hundred, and then have yeah. uh, Baxter come in and get close to fifty, kind of like what um, kind of like what Oklahoma did to Kansas yesterday or last week. Only you know they lost. Mm-hmm. However, I think we have the Longhorns have a more a much more balanced approach with their you know their three-headed Hydra because you know mm-hmm. Blue can get going as well. But all that is predicated off of the run, right? Like all all the success that Murphy can have through the air is is basically predicated off of these three dynamic backs. Or basically, you could call you know the bell cow, Jonathan Brooks. If Brooks yep. gets over 100 yards, Malik Murphy is going to eat through the air as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and and I think what you do, I mean, you go back and you look, I mean, there obviously at some point was, was something that was designed well last year. I, I know different year, different team, both teams are different, uh, different people in place. But last year you gouged Kansas state with your running back. I mean, yes. And that was B. John Robinson, but 200 and however many yards that he had last year against Kansas state. I mean, go back, there's your blueprint right there. And, and I think that it, it, it's imperative that you do something like that this year because, because, it, because, you it, it, Quinn, yours is not in the ball game, and and this is and this is why I go back to with the Malik Murphy thing that we were talking about yesterday. I'm glad that game one for him as the starter was not against Kansas State because it's going to be a vastly different defense. Yeah, and a it'll be a different aggressive defense than than what he saw against BYU. So now he's got those reps underneath him. But I mean, I mean that that really is the thing. I think you establish the run that's going to open up a lot of things like you were talking about, Wags. And for crying out loud, I mean the guys you were talking about right there with with X and and with JT Sanders and, and these guys, and, and with AD Mitchell, maybe th- then you utilize AD Mitchell if you're going to take a shot down the field, right there. Um, I, I think it's all right. Oh, there. I think he, I
0: think he's your your possession wide receiver. Dude, I think he's guy. your wide receiver that gets you the tough yards in between the hashes, man.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, but. I mean, it all starts with the running game. I mean, I know that I know that you and I sound like broken records every fucking week here on this show. I like to run the um, ball,
0: that's for sure, man. I too. do. Uh, let's hear from Sarkeesian on how he game plans for Malik Murphy going forward.
2: Naturally, as you get into game planning for the next opponent, you're like, okay, this looked like he was really comfortable with this stuff. This, These things over here, maybe not quite as comfortable, but I've seen him do it before in practice. And these things over here... Uh, maybe we're just not there yet, and that's okay too, right? And so we have plenty of offense to, uh, to, to play good football with, but to your point, I, I do think there's finding his rhythm is, is really important and um, trying to do the things that, that he's you know, comfortable with, but more so comfortable with that he does well. Um, I love to throw deep out routes, but I'm not very good at it, right? So naturally, I didn't want those called when I played. I wish I could have. Um, but with Malik – you know there he's got all the arm talent in the world all right there's a comfort level of the progressions and different things that we do um uh, that that hopefully we're like i said we're putting him in position to, to have a great deal of success
0: yeah and to stark's point right there I, there's not a throw that malik murphy can't make um right. Of course, I haven't seen that, you know, in game time, uh, game time speed yet. Right. Of course, uh, you know, I I don't have enough film on Malik Murphy, but from what I've seen just in his dropbacks, he has tremendous arm strength. Uh, You you saw him be able to hit that on that 50 yarder that he hit uh, Adedai Mitchell right on that scene on that scene. And it looked like he could have thrown it through the damn stands. As a matter of fact, he could have torched the moon uh, with that release uh, from Malik Murphy as well. Now to me I think the best ball he throws is probably the slant um no, from what I, I saw agree. you know just on Saturday against BYU there's one hell of a slant it's timed perfectly I mean yeah he fits it in between uh he fit it in between three three defenders there I thought it was going to be picked off but I I mean hell what I thought he was trying to wait for Worthy to clear and get to the flank but no nah, I mean two defenders went with worthy rightfully so and he made the best he made one hell of a read and that's another thing that i think Malik Murphy does well that he's not getting credit for his reads right his progressions he, he saw that all of his uh you know his his three wide receivers were covered he checked down to Jonathan Brooks coming out of the backfield i think that's a decision that a veteran a a uh you know a, a wisely quarterback makes right or a wise uh, a wise decision that a quarterback makes that you usually see from a quarterback that's played a year under his belt yeah. not just a game or not just eight snaps under his belt or eight dropbacks under his belt. Mm-hmm. Malik Murphy looked pretty damn poised against BYU on Saturday. I don't expect him to be shaken or rattled no. against the the Kansas no. State uh Wildcat defense.
1: Yeah. And, and what Steve is talking about right there, Coach Sarka is talking about right there is, is you see the things that he's doing well. And and like what you're talking about right there, he's doing that extremely well. And you saw the comfort level. You saw it was like once, once the mistakes were done, you saw him start to get more comfortable uh, kind of in his skin and being in the role that he's in. But you put him in those situations right there where where in my opinion you do initiate the running game and get that started but then you allow him to, to to where he's in those situations looking up over the middle the 15 18 yard you know plays that we're talking about to where he's able to check off receivers and and if he sees that something's not happening you've got the you've got the outlet you got the little outlet uh, i know that i say keep it out that's, of the That's keep, keep 5 yards rodney that outlet is 5 yards and a chance to play another down and, and what does that do? That that gets you out of that gets you out of second and nine. That puts you in second and four, and that's third, what you third need. And three, third and third four. Manageable
0: keeps right. you manageable, man. Keeps right. you li- keeps those sticks and the fresh set of downs uh, viable and, yeah. and and you know and able to be uh, able to be made. Um, what here? You, that, that's what, massive. What, what week, Sal dude. says right here. Uh, yeah, Sal. Let me ask you a question. Uh, not to get off the not to get off the Longhorns here, but when is it when is it time to get rid of Dable? Huh? When is, it, when is it time to get rid of Dable? He's, he looks fantastic as an offensive coordinator in Buffalo, but I don't think it's fitting. It looked like he was decent for the first year, but damn, Sal, as a Giants fan, you share this with me, my brother. It is bad. You know what terrible football is, and it's got the Giants organization logo written all over the damn thing. It is bad football. When you can't – Now, look, don't get me wrong. I know the Jets have a, a great defense – but my God, man, that that game was that game was well in hand. We should have had that damn game. When you can't pass for more than ten yards,
1: something's wrong, brother. Something's As wrong. As a Cowboys bro. fan, you keep that guy i think he's a great coach for your team dude i mean that that, that's the that's the guy that we need coaching the giants man i I think and speaking of buffalo you
0: want coaching the giants we'll get back into more longhorn football talk tomorrow of course we're looking to have a a guest come on that talks a little bit about kansas state we'll see if we can find anybody in manhattan kansas to see if they want to come on and talk about uh, it. speaking of buffalo
1: Speaking of Buffalo wags, uh, as we, uh, as we, it's like election day, you know, watching all this stuff, you know, with trade deadlines and all this stuff. If you're Buffalo, go get I you some defense. Go, go get you some defense because you, I mean, you, you got all these people banged up. You, you Go get you some linebackers. Go, go get you something, man. You need some help. You need some help on the defensive side because it's you're- ASC.
0: Who are buyers and sellers? Or before we get to buyers and sellers of the NFL, let's hear from our friends. Let's hear about our friends at uh, Blue Heron Furniture here.
1: Yeah, great Blue Heron Furniture, man. What can you say about them? Great uh, custom leather furniture uh, company established back in 1991, focusing on heavy leathers, hides, and fabrics, ranging from traditional Western to modern farmhouses. And I got to tell you guys, this stuff is unbelievable. It is beautiful. Uh, The highest quality furniture that you're going to find. This isn't something that you're going to put at the beach house. If you're going to rent your beach house out and you put this stuff in there and people are these ding are going to get over there and and puke all over your great furniture man you don't do that this is the stuff you put in your living room you're not going to find anything more stylish more comfortable or well built anywhere uh there's a link right here in this youtube video you can actually go right there and check out the texas sports unfiltered collection it's right there check it out you see texas uh you, you see great blue furniture little pupo down there uh if you use that promo code hook'em off of your purchase, and that is going to get you hooked up. uh, Hooked up? Hook them. Uh, If you're looking for furniture that is amazing, you're not going to find anything built better that's going to last longer. It lasts for decades, not years, not months, not days. It is Great Blue Heron Furniture. Click that link right there. Use the promo code HOOKEM. Call them if you want. Pick up the phone. Have a conversation. 866-247-9688. It is Great Blue Heron Furniture. I always wish we had more time. I know. Oh, we might need, always wish we, we had another hour.
0: <laughs> There's a lot we need of a uh, <laughs> lot of landscape that will be shifting around the NFL uh, today, or at least we think so. Apparently, uh, this is coming from Adam Schefter right now. King Henry will be staying in Tennessee. We shall see, guys. There's a lot of bullshit that's being rolled out here and peddled out here. It, it's it's hard to not believe some of the hype that's going around or the knee jerk reactions that you want to think. That is going down in the uh in Rumorville, but man, we will keep you apprised of that. Of course, make sure you're checking out Texas Sports Unfiltered all damn day. That way you can keep your eyes on the prize here as the news starts to filter in from the, got landscape one, of the NFL.
1: What you got? Uh I don't know if you can hear this. I do have the old the breaking news sounder. There's a breaking news sounder. Remember okay. the breaking news sounder? Just hit your uh, bell. What's up? I-, I took it with me. Hey, uh Montez Sweat. Commanders have traded Montez Sweat. That just went down. Just went How about down. Right. That?
0: Now. Where is this? Let's see if we can pull this up.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Man, I tell you, this is.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm not seeing anything right now. I'm seeing a lot of. Hold on.
1: Oh, the beauty. Nothing.
0: Oh yeah, Bears trading for. I got you. Bears bear. trading Commanders for Sweat. That's right, Montez yeah. Sweat for to a 2024 second round pick. That is confirmed by Adam Schefter. Sweat with six and a half uh sacks this season 35.5 in his career already all right it is time for the 11 o'clock hour which means we bring on our guy hardball harge it is your show hanging with harge with one mike harge the professional as i like to call him. that's He's right the only pro that we have on that's this, right uh, on this website that's, that's so, the real
1: talent that we
0: have the right real here. pro <laughs> the real pro mike harge what's going on my guy looking daper as always man how is your tuesday doing it is good, man. It's Halloween. You know, is, like, are you dressed for anything? Like, you look like you're gonna I, take my soul. No, I, you look like a preacher. I came to work today and I, and everybody was dressed up and I was like, oh, damn, I guess I
1: can be the mortician. That's, That's what, what I'm I'll saying. That's what you look like, a mortician <laughs> or a preacher. I'm like, I'm waiting for you to pull out the Bible and, and like start reading us something here. <laughs> well, I am about to
0: uh, speak Give the gospel say, when it comes to this That's World long. Series. So I will What's be able to speak the gospel, it's time for hardball sermon, man. That's what it's
1: all about.
0: <laughs> hey, don't go nowhere. Uh, another another great show coming up for this hour. It is hanging with Harge. We got to thank everybody for watching
1: Chaos Theory. We are out of here, man. It is time for our for our guy Harge. Have a good one, Mike.